Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is Sandra Bellamy, who's an asexual person who has her own show where she helps other asexuals with love, life, confidence, dating, and relationships so they can truly live a fulfilled life. In today's episode, Sandra talks to us about what it means to be asexual in a world that constantly promotes sex. Welcome to Lifeology. Hello, James. It's lovely to see you. It is nice to meet you again. I, you, I actually met you through... Um, Blue Talks, which is with my friend Corey Poirier. So anyone who has wants to do a TED Talk that has been turned down or wants to do it, simply go to bluetalks.com and tell them I sent you there, James Miller, with Lifeology. So Sandra, you were actually in one of the pitch sessions that was uh, the individuals that were working with Corey who were able to pitch yourself to me and to other um, show hosts as well. So thank you. It was really nice to meet you. Well, when you pitched us, it was interesting. You, um, you started talking about asexuality. And you know, I have an idea what that means, but when you started to talk more about it, I realized I really don't have any idea of what that means to be asexual. What does that mean? Okay, so asexuality is a sexual orientation that's based on the lack of sexual attraction. So to put it in context for me personally, it means I don't get the need, urge or want for partnered sexual intercourse. So I don't look at a guy and think, I want sex with you. Mm. My brain's not wired that way. And even if I have other attractions for guys, like aesthetic attraction, romantic attraction, I'm kissing, it doesn't make me want sex. Interesting. Okay. Now, that's something where a lot of times people are, there's a lot of misnomers and really rude concepts about that. Sometimes people say, and, and I say this, what I've heard and what I've worked with before, which is I don't think this is true at all. A lot of times people will say if someone's asexual, it's because no one wants to have sex with them or they have fear that they, that they would perform well. How do you dispel that? Because one stuff that that's very disrespectful. But when, have you ever heard something like that before? Yeah. I mean, I'm an asexual that's had sex in the past. So that might mm-hmm. be very interesting for your listeners. It would be interesting. <laughs> and some people think someone's asexual just because they haven't had sex or they can't get sex or they haven't had good sex. I've had good sex mm-hmm. and bad sex in the past mm-hmm. before I yeah. realized I'm asexual. And I would like it to be taken seriously that some people just don't get the one urge or need for partnered sexual intercourse. Mm -hmm. And the lack Mm -hmm. of sexual attraction is not the same as a lack of action. 
So some asexual mm. participate in sex, some like me who's sex repulsed these days do not. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very dismissive when people say stuff like that and they just don't yeah. understand. It's not it's not trauma based. So I've I have had sexual trauma, I'll be honest with you, but uh -huh. I've sure. had sex after the sexual trauma. So it didn't, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm I'm not that bothered about it. I don't want to say minimize other people's experience, but sure. yeah, I just put it yeah. down to a bad incident in my life and moved on with my yeah. life. So sure. um I, you know, if I wanted to have sex I would, but I just really don't want it. I'm into kissing. Sure. Big time. Sure, sure. Yeah, in the um, in the LGBT LGBTQIA, that A stands for asexual. Um, when you were growing up, when did you did you have did you feel different from the other children your age when it comes to them talking about uh, sex and all that as well? Well, I thought I was heterosexual for years, and I had my first heterosexual boyfriend at six years old. But at oh, that time, yeah, it's really young. At that time, looking back now, I can understand that I was always asexual, born asexual, but didn't uh, realize it. So at uh, six years old, um, my boyfriend at the time was kissing me passionately. He was the same age as me. And um, he wanted to do what people would call a sexual exploration. But for me, I felt mm -hmm. very invaded. I lacked self-love mm -hmm. back then. So I let him do that. And I felt guilty for years. Sure. and really bad and then um at 15 something happened which was one of those bad incidents i spoke about yeah. and the guy opened a drawer and showed me a condom and i'm just like that's nice because i thought it was a nice yeah. object for him to have yeah. i didn't associate yeah, with exactly. me didn't think about having yeah. sex with him and then he tried to have sex against my will basically mm. um mm -hmm. so that wasn't good i got out of it by physically stopping him Sure. But, you know, yeah. I never thought about sex. And 16, I was mm -hmm. pressurized into having sex and I did it yeah. to keep my boyfriend. So so when I was doing it, it was kind of all for the wrong reasons and not because I mm -hmm. really wanted to, not because I was really sure. into it. And when my boyfriend, like my last long-term boyfriend, when he wanted to have sex with me, he would come up behind me when I was washing up, touch me, and then try to instigate sex. And mm, I was yeah. rather interested in the washing up more than that. Yeah. And I hate washing up. So you can tell <laughs> that my brain is just not wired that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I really appreciate you saying the difference between, you know, the being asexual and the heterosexual, because you know, there's many different types of sexuality. So I really appreciate the fact that you normalize that because for some people they think asexual, and then they think, you know, there's no no attraction at all, which we know there's some specifics that are but to hear that you would prefer it sounds like if you were to have it that'd be um, heterosexual as well I, I really appreciate once again the distinction between that because it is important to know that it is a specific sexuality as well and i don't think a lot of people understand that asexual asexuality is that that specific um sexual orientation yeah what are the different types of sub subtypes of an asexual person so I'm going to try and keep this as simple as possible for okay. your listeners. There's sure. two main categories of asexuals, if you like. The pure asexuals that don't experience any sexual attraction whatsoever. So they're like mm -hmm. me. They don't look at someone and think, I want sex with you. And then, mm -hmm. um, and then they're the great asexuals. So the great asexuals only experience sexual attraction in uh, limited, rare or specific circumstances or they experience it, but not enough to want to act on it. And okay. in these two categories, the pure asexuals and the gray asexuals, there's loads of subcategories of oh, asexuals, okay. including on the gray asexual end of the spectrum, something called demisexuals, who can only that. experience a sexual attraction 
when a deep emotional bond has been formed is usually maintained and sustained. So they have to have the bond before they can experience sexual attraction, which is different to a heterosexual, for example, who mm-hmm. might have that as their preference. They might want the emotional connection sure. versus a preference because asexuality isn't a preference and it isn't a choice, mm-hmm. which yeah. is an important distinction to make. I, I appreciate that. Just like being gay or homosexual, that is that is not a choice as well. That That is something where it, it is interesting. Um, I'm sure many people who are asexual don't know that they are. I don't, haven't put a name to it. I, I'm sure the F can feel very lonely and very um, isolating at times. What are, what is, speci- or how did you specifically, once you realize it, what, what did you do to help your, to understand more about who and what you are? So I found out I'm asexual, shockingly, through an NHS counselor in the UK telling me that I would have to have sex in order to keep a good guy. I was absolutely horrified. I told this counsellor that I don't want sex. The expectation of sex at the end of the night was of a date was making me almost wet myself. Mm -hmm. And that's how bad it felt. And it got to the stage where I thought I wouldn't be able to date anymore, ever have a relationship. So I was going to be alone. So then I told the counsellor my thoughts and feelings, but I only like romance and kissing. And that's when she said she was worried about me because I'd have to have sex in order to keep a good guy. I was horrified and that forced me, if you like, pushed me, everything happens for a reason, into the fact that I went home and Googled, I love kissing but not sex, and they came to asexuality.org, which is the biggest online forum for asexuals. So I joined that. Then I went on asexualytic.com, which is a dating website, joined that, and then I joined Facebook groups for asexuals and i run six of my own facebook groups for asexuals three of which are dating yeah so that's what i did to help myself and organize asexual meetups as well in person that's fantastic you know it's i'm sure because i was thinking about this before the show and and i was like well does she go on dates etc so i mean to hear that yes you can't of course you can date and i I said that i have ignorance not of of anything else but um but so i'm glad you're teaching me about this as well so to have to to realize that you know okay so you can go on dates and as far as the furthest you would go is kissing for different people it's different things how do they as a scientist in me the behavioral scientist how do you measure or quantify a deep emotional connection is it something that the person would feel i mean i like to look at metrics and ways to measure things and if you can't you can't which i i think it'd be hard to measure are there specific ways in which people know I, i'm just saying this more from a curious standpoint not from not from anything else what, how, how, how about, you said about romantic attraction was your question? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the, sure. So the aspect, you were talking about the, the demisexuals, uh, they have to have a deep connection. And so there are different aspects of asexual people. Like for you, you, you go as far as kissing. Oh, Everyone yes. has their different version uh, of, yeah. of what that is. Okay. How are they able to measure that within themselves to say, this means, this is what a deep connection means. This kissing, I know that's as far right. as I go. Does everyone have their okay. own specific, um, limitations, I don't say limitations, um, guidelines? So every asexual is different. And I should say there's different mm-hmm. types of asexual. So I'm a heteromantic, just attracted to guys romantically. Oh, okay. You can get biromantics, attracted to two genders uh-huh. romantically, panromantic, attracted to multiple mm-hmm. genders romantically. Mm-hmm. And so for asexuals, usually we, li- we love through a deep emotional connection rather than physical. Gotcha. So that's our okay. main way we love. And 
we can have different degrees of physicality. For me, I absolutely love kissing. I'm a hyper-romantic and a hyper-kisser, which is very rare for the world population, let alone asexuals. Mm -hmm. So a lot of asexuals, they prefer cuddling to kissing the majority. And some of them might, you know, some of them are touch adverse as well. They don't like any touching, but more great asexuals. So they're on the more sexual end of the asexual spectrum. They're the ones that would tend to be more sex positive and maybe engage in sexual activity. And some of them don't mind it. And some of them enjoy it as an activity to do. So the emotional connection is usually a lot of the time through talking and having shared hobbies and interests and commonalities and communication those really good things and then the physicality for asexuals is more like they're doing it as a way of physically connecting to a heterosexual partner or it could Mm -hmm. be you know someone who's gay or lesbian and you can be any gender by the way if you're asexual there's no there's no gender limit as well because some people mix asexuality up with gender they mix asexuality mm, with celibacy. Yeah. It's not the same as celibacy. I'm not abstaining. I don't get those sexual urges. So when I'm on a date, the guy's like, I'm kissing him. Last date, oh, well, it wasn't a date. I met a guy in a club. I was kissing him for over four hours, which is a heck of a lot. And he's like, <laughs> Good for he's you. like <laughs> and he's like, Why, what are you doing to, to hold the feelings in? Like, how are you controlling yourself? I don't have anything to control. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not restricting myself. Like celibates restrict themselves. They stop yeah, the urges sure. or they stop themselves yeah. from doing stuff. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you so much. I am. Um, I'm totally blown away. I mean, I, as I said, I knew some of these things, but there's there's a whole other world out there. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm ignorant in so many things, and so I know my viewers and listeners right now are like, oh my gosh, because it, it's it's so important that everyone knows that not everybody fits in the same category, same box as everybody else. Just because we may the gender may look the same, or or, or sexuality may look the same, you know, it, it doesn't mean that everyone has the same desires. And so to hear that there's a whole other wonderful group of wonderful people out there who have their own interests, their own desires, their own likes, dislikes, and emotional connections. I think it's, I think it's wonderful and inspiring to hear. Now you were saying that you, um, for the dating websites, how, how does an asexual go about dating? This is really difficult. So uh, I'm on, uh, for example, at the moment when I'm talking to you, I'm on Facebook mm-hmm. dating and Badoo.com. So mm-hmm. Badoo's got an actual category for asexuals, but you cannot filter by asexual, which is really bad. So you oh, can't look for other asexuals. Yeah. So I've only come across um, eight people so far on the asexual spectrum, most of which are on the more sexual end of the spectrum. So mm-hmm. a lot of them still want to participate in sex, for example. Um, mm-hmm. And so an asexual can go on there, but I'd recommend to write in your bio that you're asexual. But a lot of the time they ignore it heterosexuals ignore the mm. fact you write in your bio you're asexual or they don't even see it i get loads of guys liking me yeah. loads of guys in my inbox wanting sex with me and loads of guys they just don't read my bio they're in a conversation and they'll yeah. ask me questions that i've already answered in the bio i'm like well you didn't read my bio then and so i put up front who i am you know like about that i'm asexual not interested mm-hmm. in sex i personally don't want marriage i don't want kids i like living separately even mm-hmm. in a relationship mm-hmm. i'm very crystal clear uh but you know then you have to take into account the fact that a lot of them don't read it a lot of them are looking for hookups so a lot of the time it's not so suitable so trying to find groups like meetup.com they have some asexual groups or just general activity groups like artwork or singing or reading books some of those Mm -hmm. clubs can be better for asexuals to be on than traditional dating sites because most people on dating sites 
want sex. I've been searching for the right guy since 2014. Yeah. We're now in 2023. <laughs> so I yes. haven't found the right guy for me yet. Um, yeah. But there are a yeah. couple of asexual couples I know that are married, one of whom found oh, their partner at asexual meetup. So you can, asexuals can marry other asexuals as well as they, some of them marry, you know, sexuals, if you like. Sure. Yeah. Uh, having to weed through all the nonsense, how do you keep up your positivity and your optimism when it comes to dating? I love being asexual. So I have to say that. Yeah. So I think every opportunity <laughs> to educate people about asexuality, even yes. on a dating app, is really good. Um, it is difficult, but I believe my asexual soulmates out there somewhere. And so yes. I'm kind of very spiritual. And so I, I believe my soulmates Indian for from a past life and so okay it's right. driven it's driven me to do things i wouldn't usually do and get out of my comfort zone so yeah. i've been to bollywood events like dance parties in my city uh -huh. for example um and i approached lots of indian guys online i have had dates so i've been on dates but it's very difficult because they've lied to me they've said they're all right about my mm. asexuality then they've said when I've met them, well, one guy said, oh, well, my family wouldn't actually approve of you being asexual and my community wouldn't have approved. So they don't want to be seen with an asexual girl. It's dreadful. And because I'm quite famous in the asexual community, they, if, they're, if yeah. it's an asexual guy, a lot of the time they don't, they're not out about being asexual. So they don't want to be seen oh, public with an asexual girl because they want to keep it quiet. So, but I just, really? I, yeah. Yeah, they're not out. They a lot of them are underground, if you like. Like they don't come out as asexual. They don't want people to know because they yeah. fear ridicule. Well, yeah, walk me through that. Yeah, walk me through that because I mean, I, I can understand. You know, if people are coming out as being gay, I can understand. You know, some of that. But walk me through the aspects of the, the shame or the. I'm using the word shame. I don't know if that would be appropriate. But the reasons why they someone would not want to come out like that. Yeah. So some people get told it's unnatural to be asexual. There's something mentally mm. wrong with them. There's something physically wrong with them. You just haven't had sex with the right person yet. Try me. Like, when are you going to get a oh. boyfriend? When are you going to give me children or get a girlfriend or get a partner? Mm. And so there's lots of societal expectations, lots of family expectations. And yeah. if you're not the normal heterosexual person, I say normal because nothing's really yeah. normal. You can be your sure. beautiful, yeah. unique self. Then, you know, people like families can turn against some of them, like, because they don't understand it. They're uncomfortable with it. And, and some people frown upon them thinking, you know, I, I just don't understand you. So they'll try and fix the asexual thing and there's something wrong with mm. us. And, Sometimes if they've got sexual friends that talk a lot about sex, they'll feel like left out in those conversations and they feel that if they admit the truth of who they are, then their friends will leave them. And some do. Some, when they find out they're asexual, some really? people leave them. Yeah. It's dreadful. I, you know? Yeah, it is. I, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, I don't know. I, I, it surprises me. And I'm once going to say this in a vacuum because I, I don't live their life, but, but it, I, I don't understand why I would not be friends with someone who's asexual. What does that have to do with me? I, I don't understand. I just don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, know? they they're so uncomfortable with what's different to them, I guess, and they fear it. Yeah, sure. That they just they don't relate to it and they think you're weird or something. But yeah. I I I'm I love being different, so I'm okay with weird you if they want to yes. call me that. Anyway. Yes, Ex yeah. You know, it's I, I really appreciate you once again being on the show because you are demystifying and debunking a lot of different myths about individuals. And so, you know, I, as I, as I said, I, I know many people don't know what it means to be asexual and that there's, it is a sexual orientation. It's not a choice. It's how you're born. What would you say for those individuals who maybe 
are listening now and they probably have their own, huh, that sounds familiar to me. What, what advice would you give them? Come and see me. <laughs> contact me but um but also i I would say um come to terms with it yourself so it took me about three Mm -hmm. weeks to come to terms with my own asexuality um it's good to to look at forums and different groups and things and try and find out like as much information about asexuality as you can the different types of asexual to see where you fit in because this will give you a sense of place more within the community you, don't, you know, you don't have to label yourself. You can just be curious mm-hmm. and think I'm learning about this. But the sooner you learn about how you are in terms of asexuality, the better because you'll be stronger to talk to other people. So when I first yeah. found out as asexual, I was very weak. It took me about three weeks to research it fully. And so the first people I told, if you like, well, the first person I told, other than my parents when I was walking home, the person's like, oh, but you're always talking about guys. You love guys. You know, she didn't mm. believe me, but I was weak. I said, I think I'm asexual. So if someone see, yeah. is just coming to asexuality, the best thing to do is to read up about it, try and discover what type of asexual you might be so that you can feel stronger. Talk to the people who you trust like the friends that are not going to mock you or ridicule you for not liking sex and mm-hmm. join some groups and things like that so that you can become stronger when you come out to other people and sit down and have a proper conversation. Just say, you know, yeah. I, if you don't like sex, just say, you know, I don't feel the same way as other people. I don't like mm-hmm. sex. I'm not into it. Yeah. So I think it's all about researching, understanding yourself, learning about it and accepting you're beautiful even if you're asexual, because you're different and difference beautiful. We don't all yeah. want to be the same in as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's important. When you can put a name to something or a label to something, it, it takes away the power of, of how great this, this, this quote struggle is. And so I really appreciate you saying that as far as having people research, because once they can put a name to it, kind of figure out the, maybe the different category or subcategory that they are, I'm sure that makes a lot more sense to people. Now, you were talking about the different forums that you're a part of. Are there, I'm assuming they're, they're global, they're national, they're international forums as yeah. well that many people can find support yeah asexuality.org which i don't own it's got nothing to do with me other than i yeah. i'm on there um that's the biggest like, online forum for asexuals and david j mm-hmm. founded that um so that's where it all kind of started online and then people yeah. can buy books on amazon of asexuality they can join groups on facebook and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i i have six groups and i'm active in those groups we talk a lot in my groups about hobbies and interests so it's not just all about asexuality i share my videos in there to educate them about you know growing in confidence dating relationships love self-love i'm big on as well Mm -hmm. so we talk about a lot of of hobbies and interests share photographs and stuff like that so it's very much like not talking about sex a lot of the time do you know what i mean because we're talking about other things but it provides a sense of community a sense of belonging a sense of being part of something bigger than you are and and knowing that other people Mm -hmm. around you who care about you, who understand you. And so I'd really urge people to get into those groups. Some people aren't on Facebook, yeah. so there's groups on Discord, Reddit have subreddits and stuff on asexuality. Mm-hmm. Obviously, YouTube channels should be part of a YouTube community. So I'd really say reach out, be part of an online community because some people don't see asexuals in real life, if you like. It's very hard to come. Yeah. I was kind of spread all around. But all these things are universal. You can, you know, all the groups and forums and stuff, you can get them all around the world. You just type in Facebook, like asexual groups, and a load should pop up, and some will be relevant mm-hmm. to your specific area, and others will just be global. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I mean, that's great information for, for everyone to have. I guess I, I, I'm coming back to the whole, uh, in my own life, I mean, I've, I've had some, we've all had struggles, but I'm still kind of flabbergasted. And I once again, I say this in a vacuum that 
people would be upset or disown a friend or a, a family member because they're asexual. I, I don't, I don't under, it just blows my mind. I mean, I know what happens. And once again, I say this, I say this out of ignorance because it happens, has happened to many people, but I'm hopeful that my viewers and listeners who are listening, that that is not something you would do because once again, it has nothing to do with you. And we're all fearfully and wonderfully made. We all have great, wonderful opportunities in life. We have so many things going for us. And so hopefully to hear that someone else's sexual, sexual identity is different than yours does not mean that they're any different than you. So yeah. uh, we're wrapping up here, Sandra Bellamy. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show. You have so much information. Uh, definitely want my viewers and listeners to go to your Facebook groups, and which you can feel free to give. Um, is there anything else you may have? I know they can find on your website. So where will they find all this information online? Yes, asexualized.com is my website. And Asexualized, my sexual life is my main YouTube channel. And they can contact me, asexualized at gmail.com. And then on Facebook, the best one to do is probably find asexual friends, first of all. I also have um, asexual no sex dating group and things like that as well. But asexual friends, they could come through first. So, yeah. Wonderful. Just okay. My viewers, my viewers and listeners also know that if you can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I'll have Sandra's information there. All of the, um, the Facebook groups, the YouTube, everything else will be packaged in that show notes. So if you have any questions, feel free once again to go to jamesmillerlifeology.com and I'll have all, those inform all the information there for you. Sandra, thank you so much for your wonderful guest. I truly appreciate your conversation, your insight, your wisdom. It was very insightful for me. So thank you. Thank you so much. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.